0: Father, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, for this time to be able to come, Lord, and hear from you, to learn about you, your word, your truth, God. Lord, thank you for this day, Lord, that you have set aside for us. Father, we honor you. We praise your holy name. Father God, I pray that you will get me completely out of the way, Father, and I ask God that you will speak through me in mighty mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So this morning if you'll turn in your Bibles to John, we're going to start there. John 1. John chapter 1. And if you have your study books, we're going to start on page 15 and probably go to 16 in the study books. And today we're going to talk about, if you want to title it, if you want to make a note of what we're going to talk about, today we're going to talk about truth versus religion. Truth versus religion. First John 1 says this, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, And the word was God. Verse 2, he was in the beginning with God. He is a capital H, that means Jesus. He was in the beginning with God. Verse 3, all things were made through him, capital H. And without him, capital H, nothing Was made that was made. Verse 4: In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. It is amazing to find the degree of confusion and dispute that exists within the scientific community. Now, that is the first sentence in our book, and this book was published in 2011. How much more now is there nothing but confusion and disarray in the scientific community? For crying out loud, they can't agree if a boy's a boy, a girl's a girl, they don't know anything anymore. They don't know it. Or they do know it, and they just want to muddy the waters. In the field of psychology, for instance, there are many schools of thought. Though psychology is taught as a science, every major psychological theorist seems to contradict or disagree with his predecessor. Every one of them. And if you look at it, it's true. You have somebody write a book. Some psychologist write a big book. Their predecessor comes along or, or, or the person after them, not predecessor, the person after them comes along who is now the expert on it, well, that book doesn't matter anymore because he really didn't know what he was talking about. The reason for this disparity in the understanding and practice of psychology is that the theories on which the science is based are subjective, based on the perceptions and opinions of man. So, I'm gonna cut out a few words there and just put it to you like this Theories based on perceptions and opinion of men. Remember that statement, because I'm gonna come back and use that in a minute. Theories based on the perceptions and opinions of men. However, the Word of God is not subjective. Not subjective. It is not subject to change. It is God-breathed and final authority in the lives of God's people. Those who choose to believe in the inerrancy and infallibility of God's word are not religious legalists whose minds are shut to others' opinions. They are not frightened by creative thinking or exploration of philosophies. They're not, because if you study the word to show yourself approved, if you are studying the word of God, as we all should be doing, Genesis to Revelation, finding out for yourself why you believe what you believe, then no other opinion or philosophy should scare you, because if you believe the fact that the word of God is the inerrant truth of God, then you have a firm foundation to stand on. The problem is we don't study, so we get scared. The problem is we don't really know the truth because we're not studying. We don't want that person at work to come in our office and sit down and ask us that controversial hard question. Why? Because we can't really Tell them the answer. We can't. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. You know why we as a country are in such a bad state? Why there are people in churches saying abortion's okay? Why there is abortion to begin with? Why all these things are just negative, 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 why there's no prayer in school, why they're fighting Bibles in school. Do you know why all this is? Simple, because we as the modern day church and Christians have not studied to show ourselves approved, so we are scared to stand up to the powers that be and speak truth because we don't know what truth is. We don't. So what do we do? We sit down and shut up and not say a word. And so what happens? The devil's plans and the devil's schemes keep marching because those who are just do nothing. That's why. Those who believe that the Bible is the word of God do so because their conviction and wholehearted belief that the entirety of the Bible is divinely inspired. They choose to believe that the Bible above the opinions, the philosophies, and the writings of men, which constantly change. God's word does not change. Period. And don't let... Don't let the opinions of man change your thought on that. Don't let philosophers say, well, that's not really the original interpretation. I don't care if you lay out 10 different translations on your table while you're studying. Read them all. Read them all. Study. Study. Don't depend on the person, the man, the woman standing here, running across here. Study. Because when that question does come at work, they're not going to be there to answer the question for you. Better yet, when you stand before God on judgment day, they're not going to be there to answer for you. And I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. It's your fault either way. You can't say when you stand before God, but Pastor Aaron, Pastor Amanda didn't tell me that. Okay, why didn't you do your part? Why didn't you study? There is going to be no excuse. And if we believe that this is the inerrant, holy, inspired word of God, then you better believe that you will stand before God one day by yourself and I'm sorry, that should scare you just a little bit in the right way. Not fear of God, but fear of God. Reverence. Knowing that what he says he will do. Because all you got to do nowadays is look around in the end times that we're living in and what he said he will do, he will do. If you're reading through the Bible through uh, uh, my brain just left me if you're reading through the Bible in order like we're, we're doing chronological order thank you we have been reading in Ezekiel right we've been hammering Ezekiel and look what God said he would do and did to his own people why? Because they didn't listen. They didn't listen. They didn't study to show themselves approved. They didn't do it. They allowed perversion to sneak in. Then idols snuck in. Everything else snuck in. Does that sound familiar to where we live at right now? And who are we to think that we are any different than back in Ezekiel? We're not. God is the same what? Yesterday, today, and forever, correct? Yes, we live in a life of grace right now, but judgment's coming. God will not be mocked. His word says that. It's coming. Psalms chapter 119, verses 89 through 91 says this, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven forever. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You establish the earth and it abides. Verse 91 says, They continue this day according to your ordinances, for all are your servants. Verse 89 says, your word is settled in heaven forever. Forever. Forever means forever. Right? Forever means forever. I'm going to go ahead and read this last scripture. And it's in 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1 starting in verse 22. 1 Peter chapter 1 Starting in verse 22, it says this, "'Since you have purified your souls "'in obeying the truth through the Spirit and sincere love of the brethren, "'love one another fervently with a pure heart, "'having been born again, not of corruptible seed, "'but incorruptible through the word of God, "'which lives and abides,' what? "'Forever.'" Because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and its flower falls away. But verse 25, here's the key. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Forever. This word is absolute truth absolute truth God's word is settled it is final reality in other words it is true not just in religion or spiritual matters it is true in every area of life because God created all of life he created it all and the universe he created everything Everything we see, he created it. He understands how it functions. We must get away from the notion that somehow God is intimidated by computers, technology, DNA molecules, sex, and so on. God is not intimidated. I'm just going to speak for myself. I'm not going to speak for everybody, but myself. Sometimes I still picture God and Jesus as you know, back in the day, walking around, no electricity. Brothers having his torches walking around, right? Oh, God, you can't possibly understand what I'm going through. Computers and all these people, social media. Because, I mean, you're like old school, right? Right? I mean, this is beyond the I mean, human mind of thinking. God, how can you even comprehend that? Oh, <laughs> that's right. You created the humans who made it. You actually gave them the brains and the functionality to be able to do and create such things. So the fact is, God gets it. John 20, version. He understands everything. Technology all of it. He gets it. It's not above him at all. None of this is. He knows it. He sees it. And this says, actually, which is true, he is light years beyond our present level of scientific and social things. He, he's light years... He. Lord, he knows if the aliens are coming or if they're not, you know, for crying out loud. He, he knows all of it, right? And yes, it's okay to laugh. I said aliens. It's cool. He knows everything. But it's important to understand that Christianity is truth and not a religion. <laughs> Now we're going to get into it. Y'all hang on. Truth versus religion. Real Christianity is truth, not a denomination. Real Christianity is truth, not the opinion of man. God's word is not just true because you and I choose to believe in it. It is true because on an objective scientific basis, it's just simply true. Simply. Throughout the years, in my lifetime, I can think of a bunch of times, a bunch of different times, that people have tried to disprove creation. Right? All the tests, all the things that those really smart, smart people, scientists, do to say that creation is a lie, evolution is truth. Two molecules came together, bang, here we are. I mean, truthfully, it takes more faith to believe that than creation. I mean, truthfully. I mean, like an atheist, it takes more to believe that there is no God than it is to believe in God, and it just my opinion seems pretty basic but the more they try to disprove creation the more they prove it you know how frustrating that is to the secular elite the more they try to disprove the more they prove just like the lady the testimony she was at Liberty University's convocation this week that was the head of Planned Parenthood God radically changed her life, radically changed her life, delivered her. Because the deeper she got into it, the more she saw oh, that's a life. That's not a blob. The more you try to disprove it, the more you'll prove it. But you got to do your part. You got to study. You got to. It is true because on a, let's see, I already said that, but I'm going to read again. It is true because on a scientific basis, it is simply true. When we understand this reality, it should give us confidence in our daily living and relating to our society. It should give us confidence knowing that this is the ultimate truth. But again, we have to do our part. So when I was studying, when I was going over this, when I was going through it, it just kept kept hitting me in the face. Religion versus truth. Religion versus truth, a great battle. You know, the Rocky fight. Religion versus truth. So I started out simply. I went on my phone to good old Google and typed in, define religion. And this is what it said. Religion is the belief and reverence for supernatural power or powers regarded as creating and governing the universe. Okay, that don't sound too bad, right? That's cool. Number two, it says, a particular variety of such belief, especially when organized into a system of doctrine and practice. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm still with you. Number three, it says, A set of beliefs and values and practices based on the teachings of a spiritual leader. Then it got me. Based on the beliefs and the teachings of a spiritual leader. Well, who's the spiritual leader? Is it God? Is it the Word? Or is it man? Wikipedia Wikipedia's definition of religion says this. The definition of religion is a controversial and complicated subject. In religious studies with scholars failing to agree on any one definition. Ding, 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 ding. Wikipedia gets it. Wikipedia gets it. I said, okay. Okay. That's interesting. What's truth? Define truth, Google. Truth is conformity to fact or actuality. Reality, actuality. The reality of a situation, the body of real things and events and facts. Actuality, the state of being, the case fact a transcendent fundamental or spiritual reality see the difference and what google says religion is versus what truth is and so wikipedia says this about truth i'm just being fair i gave wikipedia definition of religion it's kind of harsh right so what's wikipedia how to say about truth Truth is the property of being in accord with fact or reality. In everyday language, truth is typically ascribed to things that aim to represent reality or otherwise correspond to it, such as beliefs, propositions, and declarative sentences. Truth is usually held to be the opposite of falsehood. And then it hit me, and I wrote this down. You all know what religion is? Religion is nothing but theory based on the opinion of man. It's not absolute truth. Religion is nothing more than theory based on a man's opinion which has then got us into nothing but confusion and strife, division in the church. Why we have so many different denominations. Why, at times, Pentecostals can't sit next to Baptists and just love each other. (laughs) Because... Instead of studying to show ourselves approved, we have listened to the professor, the doctorate, the expert give his opinion on what he was taught. Now, I'm not mashing the professor who has the doctorate and spent tens of thousands of dollars to get that doctorate and masters. He was taught a certain style of religion but he wasn't taught the whole truth. So if it's a little bit a lie, it's all a lie. So John, why are you hammering it? Why am I hammering it? Because it's up to us to show ourselves approved. It's up to us to prove according to the absolute truth what is real and what is not. It is up to us because we have no excuse. The problem is, y'all, I hope you still love me after this. The problem is we're lazy. We're lazy. We want to go through McDonald's or we want to go to Subway and make the sandwich my way. And I want it in 30 seconds. And if I ain't out of this driveway in one minute, see ya. Right? Come on, let's be real. That's the truth. But in order to find absolute truth, you got to spend time with it. In order to really love and cultivate a marriage, what do you got to do? Spend time with your spouse. If we treated our marriages like we treat ah the Bible, would any of us still be married? Nope. I want to finish with a story. Y'all remember 2020, everything shut down, right? We all remember that. Good times. Churches shut down. All that mess happened. Well, Pastor Aaron and Amanda, they had the idea to do sessions. Put it on Facebook. Praise team. They would get on. They would do sessions throughout the week, one a day to encourage everybody who was at home. Tara and I did a couple of those sessions, and it was put out on Facebook. We shared our testimony, what God's done in our lives, the, the healing, the restoration, the, the miraculous that He did for us. Many of you know my story. my mom died. who was my world. She was my everything. Man, my mom was my rock. Yeah, I was a mama's boy, and I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. So, when my mom died, there was a massive void there, right? Massive void. Her best friend, her best friend, her and her husband kind of filled in, and I looked to them, and I respected them, and I loved them deeper than words could really even say. Still do. Love them deeply. I got a letter in the mail after one of those sessions. (laughs) And the letter in the mail was from my mom's best friend's husband. He had went through um, college. He had graduated, and I believe he got his master's in theology. And it was in the Baptist side of things. When I opened the letter, I was excited. I was excited to hear from him. Until I opened the letter, and when I opened the letter, it was his letterhead. Business card fell out. I'm like, okay, I didn't know we were so formal. (laughs) Never have been my entire life. And he proceeded to tell me how everything that I spoke about was wrong, how everything and what I had said was a lie basically calling me a heretic for what God had done in my life. (laughs) The absolute truth had done in my life, not a person. I cried and I cried and I cried. I was telling the story the other day and I thought I was over it. And I sobbed like a baby again. Because it was a person I respected, I looked up to, and I thought that saw the change in my life and would have been excited. No. But you know what's really cool about that? I'm gonna revert back to back what I said. I still love him as I did before. But you know what that did? It caused a little bit of doubt. Okay, God, is, is this really you? so you know what it pushed me to do get in the truth it pushed me even farther into truth because you know why i couldn't necessarily stand on the word and say well this is why this is why so why do i teach this with such passion why do i say these things because I'm having, I have to live it every day. In my family. Why is it important? It may not be your family, it may be your coworker, like we said. Or it may be you go stand in front and talk to people about why they shouldn't kill their babies. Because trust me, they're going to come at you with everything in the in just everything they can. And if you stand there and you don't have an answer for it, you're going to prove them right. It's truth. And so instead of doing kingdom ministry effectively, you will do damage to the kingdom because you haven't studied. Sunday school, y'all. I'm loving on you. But we got to stop pandering and having a patty cake, as they say, washed out religion. We need to get back to truth because we need truth now more than ever because we're going to be fighting even harder and harder and harder against the works of the enemy as we go on. It's happening. It's coming. It's going to get tougher. So if you don't know why you believe what you believe, if you don't know why the truth is the truth, You're gonna get ate up, chewed up, spit out. Study, 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 study. And as Elder Jeff said last week, if you're studying and you just you you just can't comprehend anything anymore, it's like, oh, I don't get it. Let it out. Find somebody to pour into your husband. Your wife, your son, your daughter. There's an idea. Start with the family. If not, somebody at work, a friend. Pour it out and watch God open up the windows of heaven and just dump more revelation into your life. I never quite understood until we had that conversation, truthfully. I mean, I got the sponge. You know, I, everybody uses that analogy—the sponge. You know, when it gets it, just, you can't take any more. You got to squeeze it out. But when Elder Jeff said that, I was like, "That makes sense. It makes sense. It's not just money that you need to give every now and then, but it's the knowledge of the Word that you need to give, so then you can soak up more. Right?" study, y'all. It's important. Inerrant, infallible, holy inspired word of God. Not because I said so, but because he said so. The word, according to John 1, said so. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this lesson, God. Thank you, Lord, for the reminding of us, reminding us to study so that when the test comes, we can pass. God, we will never see the test coming at times, but we need to be ready when it does come. Father, continue, Lord, as we study your word to give us fresh revelation, fresh insight to what your word says. God, allow us to read that that verse, that chapter that we've read a thousand times, but allow it to explode fresh and anew. In us, God. Father, we love you. We thank you. We praise you, God, that your word is living. It is not dead. It is living. Father, I pray for the rest of this service. God, that you will anoint the worship team. You will anoint our pastors, our prayer team, everyone who walks through that door. Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I plead the blood over this whole property. I plead the blood over each and every individual. I plead your blood, God, because without it, we've got nothing. Your blood is what changes. Your blood is what heals. Your blood is what sets free, Father. And I pray, God, that your blood would flow through this place today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, amen and amen.